This episode of The Sleeper and the Bus is brought to you by Out of the Park Baseball 18, the best baseball strategy game ever made. Available now on PC, Mac, and Linux platforms. It's officially licensed by MLB and MLBPA, allowing you to take any team from any era, from any level, and run it the way you want with unprecedented depth, control, and authenticity. New for this year, 2017 opening day rosters, historic Negro League integration, run the ultimate what-if scenarios, tournaments, fall leagues, a redesigned injury system, an improved 3D game, real-time presentation, and game highlights, improved player morale, and team chemistry, and so much more. Out of the Park Baseball 18 has the full sleeper in the bust stamp of approval. We all play it and have for years. Even better, if you buy now through the Sleeper in the Bust podcast, you'll receive a special 10% discount off the retail price of $39.99 by going to ootpdevelopments.com, click on the order banner, and just enter the code SLEEPER18 at checkout to not only get a discount, but also help support the Sleeper in the Bust, indie sports video game development, and all the people who work to bring you the great game of Out of the Park Baseball 18. Once again, just go to ootpdevelopments.com, click on the order banner, then enter the code SLEEPER18 at checkout for a special discount and to support our show. Guys, I, I'm obsessed with this game. It is so much fun. Um, I played a lot of OTP17. You guys have heard me talk about my Twitch streams, twitch.tv slash peacefor24. I was streaming my 17 franchise over there. I, I, I did a fantasy draft in 1995. I was able to get Ken Griffey Jr., and Pedro Martinez. I don't know what the computer was thinking there, uh, letting letting both of those guys get there. I took Pedro with my first pick, and then and then got Ken Griffey Jr. I haven't started my new eighteen one for um, for streams yet, but I'm going to. And I'm actually just gonna gonna start over. I, I I won the World Series that first year with the with the seventeen team, but I'm gonna start a new one. We'll do the draft at some point soon, so stay tuned for that. But out of the park is is just so much fun. You've heard me talk about. Uh, other baseball video games I like, they're, they're two different experiences. This is the sim, in-depth, management sort of deal, and then the other game is, is playing. So um, I absolutely love this game. One last time, ootpdevelopments.com. Sleeper18 is, is your discount code. Uh, that lets them know that we, that we sent you there, and they give you a little bit of uh, a little bit off the top as well. If you do play the game, let me know. Let me know what you're doing with it. Let me know what, uh, what team you're going with, whether you're starting historically or going from now. Uh, if you do the fantasy draft, hit me up on Twitter, at Spora. I love kind of seeing how people go because it, it doesn't just play out 100% to, to history. Things can change and you can have guys you know you can have a failed prospect that actually pans out for you so i I love seeing that stuff definitely hit me up there um and 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 thanks for supporting the show by by going to ootpdevelopments.com Welcome to episode 483 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Saturday, July 29th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined by Jason Collette. Jason, you're a big Kevin Cash fan. How's it going? I'm a huge Kevin Cash fan. Uh, I, no, if I were a Yankee fan, I'd be a huge Kevin Cash fan. I'm sure Ian Khan's a big uh, big Kevin Cash fan today. Um, so made, that was... Uh, yeah, I got, to hang out, I got to hang out with the Lou Gehrig of podcast host, uh, a podcast guest this Very week. jealous. Very, you know yeah, what I'm super cool. jealous about, though, and, and concerned about? Is that maybe you two were scheming to run me out, you know? Ooh. that's I, I can't I can't have secret meetings between y'all. Uh, it's it's too dangerous. It's fake news. Fake news, dangerous. fake news. 
I don't think um, it's fake news. Uh, Anthony Scaramucci told me point blank <laughs> that you guys were creating. No, but he, we do. We were talking about setting up uh, another uh, another episode between the three of us. Um, some point, I think in September. Idea. But definitely wants to do that idea. again. And uh, and yeah, he said he wants. He definitely wants to come out to Arizona in <sighs> November. Get him out there. Oh, that'd be great. That'd he be great. sounded like he was game. If guys, if if we can get a famous actor to come. I don't know how you guys aren't there. Arizona Fall League, baseballhq.com slash seminars. Just ch- check it out. We'll just do a quick pitch today. That's it. That's but it. But it ended up working out well because I was, you know, um, the the Gotham Fantasy Baseball League had their kind of their mid-year get-together. So I got to see Alex Cushing, Tim Heaney, um, Rick and Glenn were there. Uh, Kaz was obviously there. Uh, Hell of so a we it. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice to hang out. Uh, and... So it was cool to uh, to be able to. They just had, happened to work out on the date, so I was happy to uh, happy to see everyone. Jason, we're two days away from the trade deadline. Obviously, rumors are flying left and right. Question of the day: Who's the biggest name to get moved this weekend, including including Monday, of course? Oh yeah, um, I, I I keep thinking that they're going to wait on the Sunny Gray that they could take just him to the, the winter meetings. To, oh, okay. To go to the winter meeting, unless somebody plays chicken. There's no. I mean, they can do that if they want to. Cozart going to the DL certainly hurts. I think that would have been a really nice market. I, honestly, at this point, Yonder Alonso feels like the biggest remaining name that's going to go. Uh, Alonzo or Jay Bruce? You Darvish for me. I'm throwing down the gauntlet. No, that's true. Um, but which you Darvish are you going to get? Was he really tipping his pitches the other night against the Marlins? I mean, you Darvish has I mean, not been that great. T. Gordon hit a home run. No, you're right. You're right. But I do still think... That team's, uh, you know, a team like LA. I think they'd be all right with what they're getting. They see, they still see a one seventeen WHIP, ten nine point seven strikeouts per nine. You know, it's four hundred one ERA. It's rough, but that that includes the disaster against Miami, for you Darvish, and the uh, the da- disaster against Boston. He brought a three eleven ERA into the month. He's had two bad starts, kind of bookending three good starts in the middle of this month. So I still think you Darvish is, is, is someone to uh, to be sought after. So we'll see how it goes. I really hope there's a lot of movement. Um, you know, it's the worst when it gets all hyped up and then nothing really comes to fruition. So hopefully we see some big names move. doesn't look like the Tigers are going to trade uh, Justin Verlander, but they should trade Justin Wilson. Maybe they'll move a, uh, an Ian Kinsler or, or something like that. So hopefully lots of action this week. Uh, we have seen some trades recently. Uh, including one last night that sent A.J. Ramos to the Mets that you, Ian, and I all speculate on, meaning uh, maybe they move Addison Reed because then they would have A.J. Ramos for the next year. Uh, he could be their closer or, or their second-in-command behind Familia, however that works out. But the big news coming out of that is that Brad Ziegler, not Cal Bearclaw, will close in Miami. And it's not maybe the, maybe not the biggest deal in the world because Bearclaw hasn't been pitching well. But I thought I thought Eno referenced a quote by Don Mattingly that basically suggested that Bearclaw was going to be the guy, and now they're now they're pulling back and looking like they're going to go with Ziegler. What do you think about Brad Ziegler as a closer? I know he's never terribly inspiring, but he usually gets the job done. I I only have to say uh, I'm, I'm glad this finally happened. Uh, it only took four months for my 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 Marlins bold prediction to come true. This was this was my bold prediction. 
for what was going to happen with the Marlins. If I could pull it up and get the exact words, because my reasoning was that A.J. Ramos was going to be expensive, which is why they they ended up trading him anyhow, uh, because saves, it's all about arbitration, right? Everything's about arbitration. So you just just signed Ziegler for a two-year deal, uh, under controlled cost, and so why are you going to let... They're going to end up trading A.J. Ramos. And uh, my exact words were, Brad Ziegler would leave the club in saves. If we look at this bullpen from a pure stuff perspective, this prediction this prediction looks ridiculous. I mean, after all, this pen features two guys in Claw and David Phelps. He struck out more than 100 guys in under 75 and 90 innings, respectively. Not to mention, A.J. Ramos continues to pile up saves. That's why I feel none of them are the best guys for saves. Ramos is already making 6.6 in his second year of arbitration. That figure is going to reach double digit next year if, if he keeps piling up saves, which makes him a prime trade candidate for the for Miami at the deadline if they're not contending. Hint, they won't. The rotation's not very good, so Phelps and Barraclaw will likely need to work multiple frames once again to get the ball to the back end of the bullpen where a cost-controlled Brad Ziegler could Ugh. do what he did last year for Arizona before he was dealt. Yeah, I mean, and so he was activated from the DL. Maybe that's why that quote came from Mattingly was, you know, you didn't, they didn't know exactly when Ziegler would be healthy. So he just said, you know what, got Kyle Bearclaw back there. Uh, actually, it looks like he went to the DL in exchange. So that, I'm getting the picture much clearer now. This is what happens when you actually look up some information, y'all. Uh, shoulder impingement for Bearclaw puts him on the DL retroactive to July 25th. Ziegler comes off, bing, bang, boom. You got Ziegler for saves. If you need saves... It's ugly, you know, um, in terms of doesn't really get strikeouts. Um, his walk rate's been been pretty high for the last two years for a guy like Ziegler, 3.4 and 4.0 this year. But he usually gets the job done. So go with Brad Ziegler and, and get yourself some saves. Obviously, wait to see how the rest of the weekend shakes out. There could be some better closers, but uh, Ziegler will get saves. Jason Brent Suter dominated the Cubs looked really good doing it too uh, I watched some of that start last night it was the uh, the game I had on MLB Network and you know he throws 86 from the left side so I mean a little bit of a classic junk baller lefty but he did he got the job done it was it was pretty impressive watching him uh, throw against the Cubs he had them off balance seven scoreless innings four hits one walk five strikeouts He's been damn good. He hasn't allowed more than uh, two runs in any of his starts. He's only allowed more than three runs in any outing this year, a one-inning four-run shellacking at the hand of the Cubs, uh, which was a relief appearance back in April. What do you think of Brent Suter? Is this anybody that uh, that you're picking up at this point? You know, I picked him up. He's been in my NL-only league uh, since he made his first start when I saw I picked him up just before... I'm not going to win that league. I'm trying to finish third. Uh, you know, first and second are, are just neck and neck, and they're well ahead of everybody else. But I remember seeing something about reading a note about him possibly coming up, so I went ahead and picked him up uh, a week prior to him coming up. Uh, and so he's been on my lineup the entire time, which is great. Uh, I mean, numbers, this is why we know that Milwaukee's in the PCL in Colorado Springs, so you really can't check out the numbers and go, "Oh, hey, yeah, that, that's that's gross. Why why am I gonna go? Why am I gonna take a shot at him?" But the one thing that he's been able to do down there is keep the ball in the yard. He's only allowed ten home runs and 150 innings in in the PCL. 
so that's so that, big for Suter. That got my interest, especially when you, you know when you're talking about the kind of stuff you know he lacks the the, the big fastball. So uh, yeah, that game was fun. I did catch the final three innings of that game last night. Uh, once I got off my long train ride home, so it was fun to watch, especially the ninth inning. It was fun to watch that go, and uh, so I'm happy and. To use him the rest of the way and, and see what it go see what happens. He doesn't get himself into trouble, doesn't walk too many, and keeps the ball in the yard. Yeah, Brent Suter. I mean, that's kind of the way it works. It's there's nothing outstanding, any one facet, but you put it all together, and it, it's been pretty darn good for Brent Suter. So I do think he's somebody that you can look to for pitching help. You know, probably deeper leagues. I'm not sure 10, 12 teamers really looking at Brent Suter, but everything else, I think you could take a look. All right, Jason, let's talk about some hitters uh, performing over the last 30 days. One guy who just came up, so he's kind of he's kind of apart from this group, and then a bunch of guys uh, that are performing well. And I just want to get your thoughts on on where, where you're scooping them, uh, kind of our uh, should these guys be in every format sort of deal, although we have some deeper ones that I know aren't really 10-team viable, but I want to get your thoughts on them anyway. Let's start with Raphael Devers, though. Uh, he's getting called – or he's been called up. Uh, I think some people were worried about the Eduardo Nunez trade. I don't think that – I think that trade was already in the works when they called him up. So they knew they knew what they were doing. I don't think that it was a situation where now all of a sudden they're like, okay, well, now we're going to send him down. Nunez is going to bounce around. Deaver's going to play against righties. Um, only 40% at Yahoo, so still widely available. Are you, are you getting Deaver's in any league possible? It's it's hard not to want to jump all over him when you watch, when you watch the swing and how the ball flies off his bat. I just can't get... What I can't get Moncada last year out of my head. This you know same type of talent comes up and it struggles immensely, uh, sure. and so that's really what that's what's really tough to overlook uh, here. And but when you watch him play, it's tough not to. Uh, when you watch the swing, especially the home run he hit uh, in Seattle, his first one. I mean that ball flies off the bat. It is a beautiful swing. Another consideration. Uh, he has a birthday on October twenty fourth, the same as yours truly. So. I think that has to kind of make him good by default, you know. Uh, Raphael Devers, Paul Spore. That's, that's my rule. There's Eric I forgot Hosmer. who my who my 920 uh, birthday buddy is. Is it Souza? Somebody's got. It. That's my rule. Anybody born on our birthday is a, is a must have. A must have. So okay, we're 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 picking him up. You got to take a shot. It could go Mancata, but it could be great. I, I think you have to take a shot in every league format uh, for sure. Whit Merrifield is still 64% at Yahoo, 68% at ESPN. What the F? Over the last 30 days, five homers, eight stolen bases, 324 average, 958 OPS. I don't understand what this guy has to do. You know, a couple months ago, sure, I understand why people were being cautious when he had that 18-game hitting streak or whatever it was because it was kind of Babbitt-fueled, a lot of base hits. You look at him on the year now, Merrifield, two-hit wit, has 11 yaks, 16 stolen bases, 294 average. How is he not in every league? You know, when we laughed in my local AL league when I needed speed and I ended up dropping $19 on Whit Merrifield because I had the hammer. I had $19 left for a middle infielder. Uh, and it just how that draft was crazy. And I threw the 19 and then I threw him into a deal a couple of weeks. I, I was, I, my AL team has not gone well there. So I'm like, you know what? I added him. I think I had Altuve and I, I forgot what I got back enough. And I was like, I'll go ahead and take him. Right, and now I'm like, maybe I should have kept him the nineteen dollars. Maybe, maybe that, maybe I had accurately, maybe I had accurately uh, uh, forecasted his value, and right. uh, <laughs> go from there because he's he's doing it. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, he's just killing it right now. So it's uh, and it's believable know. for Merrifield. I mean, you look at the skills up and down. 
there's a lot to like. 13% strikeout rate, only 5% walk rate. But when you're when you're striking out that little, you don't need a huge walk rate to, to feel good about it. Uh, the batted ball profile not not skewed heavily one way or the other. In fact, has actually gotten a little bit more fly ball happy this year, hitting the ball pretty hard. Stays off the soft contact. It's not a, a gaudy hard contact rate at 32% for Whit Merrifield, but 53% in that medium range. So uh, still striking the ball very well consistently and in fact you know i don't even need the power you can hit 11 homers for an entire year if you're gonna uh, pop 30 stolen bases with a 290 average i'm taking that all day now he is 28 so the long-term outlook's interesting but just the rest of the year i, I think 64 percent yahoo 68 percent espn that's more than just the dead leagues that aren't paying attention that is him being available in leagues where he should be on i think merrifield needs to be on a roster in every league my yes, I, I completely agree. When you look at especially what that team's doing right now, what has won nine straight, oh generating yep. the runs that they're doing, just keep rolling. Steven Souza Jr. seven homers, three stolen bases, two seventy nine, nine thirty seven OPS, and eighty six plate appearances over the last thirty days, including his twenty second homer today. All against righties, I can't remember, um, which is huge. It's uh, a record. He broke a record. He was. <laughs> He wasn't he kind of a, a platoon guy previously, like we're looking like a uh, short side, like he doesn't really do well against righties, and and now he's been doing a lot more against righties. All literally all of his homers, Jason was not exaggerating. All of his homers are against righties, and still holding a, a seven forty one OPS against lefties because of uh, a two seventy five batting average and uh, three seventy eight on base. Like uh, not much power to speak of, of course, but but keeping the the OBP up. Steven Souza Jr., is he finally the guy that, uh, that, that's that been kind of projected for the last couple of years? He's having a really good season. Yeah, he looks good. I mean, I don't know if that number includes the home run he hit today, too. Uh, so he had another one. No, no, one. That, w- that was adding on to that. So it would actually be eight homers, you know, like a two eighty two average and like a nine forty OPS for the month. I mean, there's still some holes in that swing. Um, you know, he could still be exposed he's had down the way. He's had the ups and downs yeah. of, of a season, but the ups have been great so he's having a great year on 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 the whole yeah uh but uh, defensively really has come around uh you know the approach to the plate it used to be last year with him he would uh get himself out early in the at-bats and then spend the rest of the bat and just getting worse like he was swinging a quicksand uh type of thing and but this year the approach looks different like i said he's still going to strike out but who's not striking out these days i mean go look at the list and see how many guys have struck out 100 times this, this year already I mean, Judge is at 130 something um, already. Yeah. You know, these guys keep keep doing this, so it's, it's going to happen. Um, but he he should be 10, 12, and a guy that's going to cost you 20 plus. I mean, he stole his eighth base today too, so he's a home run stolen base. So 22 home runs, eight steals by the end of the season. Uh, you know, by the end of the season, he could be 30, 15, uh, or maybe 30. But he's going to be a double double homer steal, hitting 270, scoring the runs he's doing, driving in the runs he's driving in. Uh, yeah, that's going to cost you 20 something bucks um, in a AL only format next year. These are the kinds of profiles I love. I always get them. The power speed combo, uh, as I mentioned, that was a combo meal today. Hat tip to Nate Ravitz, Matthew Berry. That's when you get a homer and a stolen base in the same game. Very very cool name. I've always liked the, uh, the the combo meal. All right, uh, Alex Bregman starting to come alive a little bit. Two homers, three stolen bases, three hundred three average, nine thirty seven OPS in seventy six plate appearances this month. Are you getting him in every league format, or is it? Are there still some ten teamers where you're bypassing Bregman? How do you feel about him? Um, I honestly haven't watched enough of Bregman of late to to um, 
judge what's changed. I know early on the the quality of his at bats did not look good. The quality of his contact wasn't looking good. Um, mm-hmm. But I haven't judged enough. I haven't seen enough of that of late uh, to make a change on that decision. When you look at the overall numbers, what he's doing this year, he's about where you should have expected him. I mean, I think last year, I mean, the bat, in fact, the batting average is right on uh, right on track of where it was last year, uh, 264 then, 264 now. Uh we thought we were excited about him if he was going to hit high in the lineup because he could score a lot of runs. You know, he's got 51 runs on the season, but that's not what we thought early on. We thought maybe he would hit second and just fall into a bunch of runs. So, I mean, this is a by the end of the season, a guy that could have 15 home runs, 15 steals, hitting 270. Uh, that's like a $15 player in AL. That's about a 10 to 12 in a mixed league format next year. As you look at that, that third season in the major league where some guys tend to make that jump so he's a guy i like but somebody i want to watch more at the plate uh, to see what's changed because early on i just wasn't that impressed if he has a big september alex bregman will be a major major sleeper candidate uh to the point where he won't be a sleeper it'll be one of those that everyone picks um and, and so he won't end up being a sleeper for next year uh, all right, a little bit deeper now, so I can understand if you're not necessarily looking 10 team, but but a handful of guys doing really well. Jose Reyes uh, and Freddie Galvis, I'll, I'll, I'll pair those two together. Three homers, three stolen bases for Reyes, four homers, five stolen bases for Galvis. Both had pretty awful parts to, to the season this year, but they're but they're playing well of late. Where are you picking uh, Reyes and Galvis up? <sighs> or are you, I guess, is the apt question. Well, I'm probably chasing steals in other leagues. I would need to have I, – I, you can't be picky at this point the rest of the way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Galvis just keeps getting it done as long as they're going to keep giving him the playing time. you gotta, you got to roll with him. Reyes is always just going to be a wild card play. I, I, I really don't trust him as far as I can throw him. So you prefer Galvis? I just do. Because it's kind of a floor steady. Okay. Uh, teammate of Galvis is Nick Williams. Four homers, 306 average, 916 OPS and 85 plate appearances. Uh, pretty free swinger, but how do you feel about Nick Williams? You know, that's another one I need to watch. One of my good buddies, a uh, huge Phillies fan, and like I get a daily update. I love Nick Williams. I can't help but fall in love with Nick <laughs> yeah, Williams. Yeah, I know. They're, they're just, I hyped keep on getting those. Yeah, uh, and every time you watch, because he watches every one of those games, and I just keep getting positive update after positive update on that. So, uh, I mean, I believe in the talent. I hope he's up to stay and that they let him do his thing. And uh, somebody I'll definitely have my be. radar next year. Uh, for NL next year, uh, I'm not ready to go mixed league material just yet because it's still too deep. I agree. Um, and outfield so deep that he doesn't need to be every league. Wilmer Defoe filling in a little bit. Two homers, two stolen bases, 370 average in 54 plate appearances over the last month. Is he somebody you're picking up to fill in in NL only? Well, yeah, because every time he hits second, he's third. The, the, the Nationals don't lose. They're 13-0 and in games, right? he, in games he hits second. I mean, that, that's a Dusty Baker stat if I've ever seen one. Of course. Uh, but that's like the Alcides Escobar. When they lead him off, they automatically win. Oh, yeah, because 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 he's batting there. But getting back to my getting back to my uh, NL, he is somebody that I drafted. <laughs> oh, okay. He is somebody that I do have on my roster, and I drafted him, and he's, he's in my lineup only because of, uh, of some injuries. But he is somebody that I, uh, I wanted just because – you know, D- Dusty tends to have that guy that he'll leave around and see, see what he can do, and that's why I ended up taking him. And I'll keep him around uh, in the format because if he can get a little more playing time, 
we'll see what happens out of him. But I like the athleticism. He did it in the minor leagues, and we'll see I like what to see he can the do. speed kick in. Yeah, he's got he's got some speed. I'd like to see that really kick in for Wilmer Defoe. Keep an eye on him too. This is the Phillies section for some reason, but we have uh, Phillies. Actually, this is weird. This was completely on accident. These are all NL East players. I have two more: Cameron Rupp and Kurt Suzuki. Cameron Rupp has five homers. 368 average, 1242 OPS, and 38 plate appearances this month. Kurt Suzuki has seven with a 395 and 1384, also in 38 plate appearances this month. Catcher so bad that I actually think there might be some mixed league viability with these guys in two catcher leagues. But who do you like better between Rupp, Cameron Rupp, and Kurt Suzuki? I never saw this coming from Suzuki. I mean, 10 homers. <laughs> no one did. Why does he have 11 homers, Jason? I have no idea. I what saw something uh, a couple nights ago to like, yeah, Suzuki with his 10th home run. I'm like, wait a second. Over how many years? Wait, that's that, that's this year? <laughs> um, I, I, I imagine Eno walking into the commissioner's office in like a dark suit. He has glasses on. He has a briefcase. He's like, I know. And Rob Manfred's like, what? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you? I know the ball's juiced. It's like, listen, didn't we do this at the All-Star game last year? They're, like, sitting at a long table. Eno opens up the briefcase, pulls out a slip of paper that has Kurt Suzuki's baseball reference stats on it with the 11 home runs highlighted. He slides it across the table. Rob Manfred goes, you caught me. Damn it. You caught me. You got me. Because there's no way that this isn't the most bankable proof that the ball is juiced. Kurt Suzuki has 11 home runs in 171 plate appearances. There's now the just only thing no way. it is, but the only it's thing ridiculous. where this holds water a little bit, besides the the absolute fact that the ball is juiced, uh, is this the the mid thirties catcher. You know, he's thirty three. We've we've seen this Proof. late yep. catcher spike yep. from yep. guys. I mean, Tyler Flowers, his teammate, is doing it too. Uh, but we, I just didn't think it'd be him. Yeah, we never thought of it because Suzuki, because the the quality of contact has never been there to say, oh hey, uh, you know, Twins fans. Have, Twins fans have got to be like, this sucks. You know, we put up with this guy, Oakland. We put up with this guy. And, and you know, his career high in home runs is 15. He did that in a season with 614 plate appearances. He has 11 and 171 plate appearances right now. So either the Braves are brilliantly pairing he and Flowers up together. This is one hell of a catcher combo. Or the ball. It really is. It, it, it really is. Uh, I thought you were going to reference bat, the batted ball. He has, he's selling out for it, too. Kurt Suzuki has a 50% fly ball rate. So he's making no bones about... He's the launch angle. Uh, he's the new launch I'm angle. get me some power. <laughs> I'm going to get me some power. 50% fly ball, 34% hard contact. Both are far and away career highs. So that's where it's coming from. But it's still very surprising, very very impressive. Well done, well done for you, sir. Uh, so, do you prefer Suzuki to Rupp? No, I, I still, I, I'm not. A, I can't believe that Rupp is that Suzuki is changing this, and this is going to be permanent hold. I mean, if you look at the, I'm looking at Team Catcher, and there's Braves uh, fifth, and and just and just. Wow. Uh, how did I have them sorted? Is out of his mind. Yeah, I'm just looking. At, if I'm sorted by weighted runs created, a third behind the Giants and Dodgers. <laughs> And just in front of your Tigers. Jeez. Oh, which I've also spiked because Avila's been... And then scrolling, 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 and there are the Rockies at 45. Oh, man. And then the uh, the, the Rays historical are at 164. Because historically, uh, you guys have never had catchers, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, no, they're at 66 this year. They're, they're, they're only the fourth worst catching duo. Oof. Yeah. Um, Instead of the worst. So that's progress. Uh, no, I'm, I'm. Rupp's another guy that I targeted going into leagues this year. If if we're going to 
um, you know, the one year I would have to go back and look to see what that late career change uh, spike thing with catchers because we've seen these seasons before. There's an article out, the- out there if, if you look it up. I can't. I think it was Baseball Prospectus. But uh, I think both you can take a shot on with your C2. You probably missed most of their uh, like their, their best work, but catcher's been so awful this year that I think you're looking at guys like Rupp, Suzuki, Austin Barnes. you got to get them. Let's move on to pitchers. Um, these are some heavily owned guys that are two-start guys, and I just want a quick starter sit from you, and then maybe you can highlight some of, some of your favorites here because I'm just not sure that they're all – lockdown starts and they're all like 80 percent or higher at cbs which kind of surprised me cole hamels home to seattle at minnesota starter sit um i'm gonna go with start felix hernandez at texas at kc that texas game is against sit alex cobb at houston home to milwaukee oh man he's looked so good lately i know he looked but i mean do you have to sit? I mean, obviously the the offense has changed a little bit with Correa being out. You now saw Springer's what Aaron out. Nola was able. You saw what Aaron Nola was able to do against that sure. lineup with his curveball. Cobb has his curveball. Alex Cobb um, has no Aaron Nola though. I know. Cut below. It's not as. I, but I don't know Cobb. if the Astros were guaranteed. I don't know if they're a guaranteed sit at right now since Correa. That, that that the look of that offense has changed a little bit. They're not putting up the crazy amount of runs. Um, and this is a home game, and not this is a game at Houston, and not and not um, and not on the road. Don't so I would Milwaukee say start Cobb. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you're I would start say start him. Cobb. Uh, Jeff Samarja at Oakland, home to Arizona. Amazing peripherals, component numbers. Uh, this, the results just aren't. It's so frustrating uh, with Jeff Samarja. But what do you think? Start or sit for him? Sit. You're gonna sit him. I think you have to start I'm gonna him s- despite the frustration. Uh, I mean. It's know. just a matter of what am I going to get out of them? I'm going to get a good whip and I'm going to get a couple of strikeouts, and that's I, I'm not going to get a win. Case. I will personally start him. Okay, uh, and really, boy, it's 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 a start. It's a start depending on what your needs are. Look at how far we've come. Mike Fires used to be at the tail end of the two start when it was like, here's four other guys. Do you want to start any of them? Mike Fires was in there, and one man, Jason Collette, said, "I will start him and I will keep him on my roster." Uh, Mike Fires, home to Tampa Bay and Toronto. Yes, yes, I want to start him, even though he uh, did not do well against the Phillies the other day. Um, yeah. You know, that's he was, he, the Tampa he, Bay start. The Tampa Bay start, uh, kind of like the Astros. Uh, you know, Corey Dickerson really sucks of late. Yeah. Logan Morrison's dinged up with a with a bruised heel, and he pinch hit today, but they didn't think he was going to play. Uh, Wilson Ramos is hitting like a buck forty. We just talked about catcher, so that lineup where it was scary is having a, a problematic month as they just lose their third straight game to the Yankees. Uh, and Toronto hasn't been super scary this right. Year either. So yeah, and f- so yeah, I'm starting fires. I'm starting the rest of the way. At Atlanta, at the Mets. Yep. I think I mean I'm really like what Kent Maeda has been doing. I'm kind of glad to see his his rate uh, roster rate up where it is because I, I thought that he was under owned for a while there dylan bundy is still like 80 percent at cbs leagues casey and detroit both at home no yeah i don't i don't think no so. i mean I, I honestly as a casey i don't want to touch the the casey matchups on a great one um and which dylan bundy are you gonna get and exactly and and detroit ripped him in detroit earlier this year um, you know, that was with J.D. Martinez, I believe, so a l- little bit of a different team makeup there. But, in fact, J.D. Martinez did a lot of the damage. So 
Uh, but nevertheless, I, I think I'm sitting him here. Steven Matz was uh, 77% no. at CBS, at Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a, no, that's a, no. Right, I was now, watching the Padres game. I was watching his outing against the Padres at Foley's with the with the manager. He's a Mets fan. I like He walked by me. I was like, hey, they're losing 5 nothing already. He goes, what? I look up and it's 2 nothing. I'm like, ah, close enough. It'll be 5 soon. It'll be 5 he's, eventually. He's afraid to throw anything. <laughs> he doesn't throw the slider anymore. I just don't trust Steven Matz the rest of the year. Like him a bit long term, but uh, I've definitely brought him down a level. All right, now these are our regular guys that we talk a little bit more about picking up. They're going to be more widely available. Charlie Morton, Tampa Bay, Toronto, same matchups that Fires has. You scoop yes, him? Yes, and, yes, yes. Uh, okay, all formats. All Stream, formats. Streaming for all he's formats. He's getting okay. a str- he's getting his strikeouts. Those are two teams prone to strikeouts. I want I want Charlie Morton this week. Fulte, Mike Fultonevich at Philly, home to Miami. Um. Yes. Yes, I want. I mean, uh, matchups, especially the Philly matchups. On, I mean, they're playing better of late. Um, the Miami matchups, the one I want. Who knows that maybe they're D Gordonless by the time he's he takes the mound there. Um, I think Philly's done making their. They just traded uh, Howie Kendrick last night. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I'll take. I'm not as excited about the Fultonevich matchups as, as the Morton matchup, but I I would go with Fultonevich. Patrick week. Corbin has a 3.04 ERA in his last nine starts. hasn't allowed more than three earned in any of those. He gets at the Cubs, at the Giants. Yes, I take him. Um, you know, lefty going against the Cubs if he picks his matchups, uh, and then the Giants going against the Giants just a must start. Anyhow. Absolutely. Ian Kennedy at Baltimore, home to Seattle. I believe he's been pitching well of late. I'm actually going to look that up while you're talking about him. Good matchups for him. Again, if you're looking for cheap strikeouts, this is the place to get him. I used Kennedy. Uh, you know, that Baltimore matchup, uh, who was he? Oh, yesterday, I, I used Kashner in DFS. As much as I don't like Kashner, who's going against Baltimore. Ooh, he pitched well. And Yes, it worked Nicely out It done. worked out well for me, and I finished sixth in the Tout Wars competition. I go. just didn't get enough hitting, but I had Salazar and and, uh, and um, Kashner as my two pitchers. And that, that worked out well. Just not enough hitting um, to get over the hump. Um, yeah, Kennedy. But has yeah, a, I'm taking I'm taking advantage of that of those two matchups on the cheap right there. Kennedy's got a 3.26 in his last eight starts, so he's been pitching well. Uh, so yeah, we're picking up all of those guys uh, now. Go ahead and rank them: Morton, Fulty, Corbin, Kennedy. Uh, Morton, Kennedy, Corbin, Fulty. I think that's I think that's where I'm at as well. All right, deep league now. Uh, 10 teamers i think you can shut your ears off i don't think this these are for you 12 teamers probably not either but let's talk about them for the deeper folks jose urania uh, home to washington at atlanta and again be thinking deep league 15 plus team only leagues i'm saying no i'm gonna say yes on that one he's been up and down i don't think the era the 404 era i don't think it's fully earned quote-unquote because of the skills but uh i'll, t- I'll take a shot well oh damn washington oh, damn. that's kind of where i'm leading on the no i mean when you yeah. look at you look at his last outings five innings five innings three innings six innings five innings he has struck out seven three three four five um multiple walks in four of those five outings home runs in four of those five outings he's allowed two three five one and five earned Not, runs on that right. situation this is you got I mean, me 18 team NL league possibly but 18 is, team NL only that'd be crazy there's a lot, with the and again the Washington matchup really sticks out to me if this That's was like a, a giant if this was like a Baltimore San Francisco matchup week it's worth a shot 
But Hon- honestly, just about anybody but Washington plus at Atlanta, I'd be more interested in. Although at Atlanta is not easy because that ballpark has been playing well. I know he went into Atlanta. He's actually done pretty well against the Braves this year. But Jose Reina, I think we're passing on him. Antonio Sensatella has two at home, uh, Mets and Phillies. Uh, Colorado pitcher at home twice. I don't know that you can be playing with that kind of fire uh, this late in the season, especially in roto leagues. Where if you know, it's just been for him. It's been the home runs at home. I mean, the the batting average wise, his batting average home and away are the same. It's two forty eight and two forty seven on base percentage three fifteen three twenty two. It's just he can't keep the ball in the air. Thirteen of his seventeen home runs have come at home. And who can though? Who can't keep the but ball. that's what that's what's hurting them. And the ERA yeah. is it's four ninety one at home. Then again, it's four seventy three on the road. But much better uh, because of those home runs road. become doubles. Yeah, but the home runs become doubles uh, to that point. So uh, with two starts at home this week, no thanks. No, that could be could, uh, that could be two of those ugly wins. I mean, he could get wins in both of them, but he could also saddle you with like a one six whip and a five forty ERA that over the week. Bingo. Uh, Paul Blackburn gets the Giants at home and goes to the Angels. Paul Blackburn has no interest in your stupid strikeouts with a 3.4 mark but he does have a 225 era and is a, that like a family win. thing nick blackburn hated strikeouts too <laughs> yes i don't know if they're related <laughs> but it's just like we here in the blackburn household will not embarrass batters by getting them on three strikes we will induce contact that is it now go my sons be terrible mlb they're free pitchers. market capitalists they hate fascists they, they can't they can't they hate strikeouts yeah. uh so how do we feel about about paul blackburn uh, we don't. We don't. Um, <laughs> damn. It, we don't. It, it, it's asking for trouble, but I am going to do it in, in the deep leagues that we're talking about because it's San Francisco at L.A. at the Angels. Um, God, this is like mini Cashner when he had a 1.0 strikeout to walk ratio. I'm yeah, I mean, with, I need to be. Con- I need to be consistent. If I'm going to trash Cash, I have to yeah. trash Blackburn. No, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. <sighs> yeah. Even my dog agrees. Dina was like just shaking her head. Charlotte, oh, Charlotte actually just vomited when I brought up Paul. (laughs) Okay, guess not. Sorry, Char. Homer Bailey at Pittsburgh, home to St. Louis. He's been all over the place this year. Uh, Got off to a horrific start. Had two good starts in two venues he should not have, uh, based on how he was pitching at Colorado, at Arizona. But then went right back to sucking the second that you started to feel for, feel a little bit for him. But it was it was against Washington, so you kind of give him a break. And that's the thing. He's pitched. He's basically pitched to the level of his competition. So he's had the Nationals. He's the Nationals shelled. Milwaukee shelled. Nationals shelled, Yankees shelled, and the rest of them good. But then those and two, so we, those two at Colorado, at Arizona, he, he yeah. came up out of nowhere because he should have been that shelled. Was, in that was a little strange. And then this he did against, then he did well against Miami, which we which we knew he would. Exactly. So then you look at Pittsburgh and you look at St. Louis, and it's I would consider that middle of the road. I think I mean I'm Pittsburgh's or... pitching really well. Yeah. That's what I was getting to. I'm I'm good. I'll use him of this group. He's the only one that I would consider starting this week. Correct. Um, I'm gonna think I go. I think I'm going Bailey, Urania, Blackburn, Sensatella. You like that order? Um, Bailey. Yes. Urania, yes. Blackburn, Sensatella. Okay. Jason, got anything else? We, we were we were hustling a little bit. You're on a, you're on the clock here, so I figured we get a whole lot in in a little bit of time. Uh, but we do have a few more minutes here. If you got anything else that you wanted to talk about, yeah, I'm. Uh, there was um, oh, uh, Aaron Judge since the All Star break. I I tweeted this out earlier today, um, and somebody was like, "Well, he's still tied for the lead in home runs." 
Gee, okay. thanks for the reminder. I had no idea. Uh, but he's hitting a buck seventy with a three eighteen on base percentage and a three forty slug since the break. Thirty five percent strikeout rate. Um, he's had four four multi strikeout games this week alone. Um, and watching the at bats, he's just getting eaten alive by stuff low and away. Um, Ian and I were talking about this Thursday night. Uh, as he's going to swing, his head's already looking at center field, and the bat's trying to play catch up, and it's not catching up. Yes, he did hit a home run off Austin Pruitt uh, in that game, but honestly, that was a pitcher's pitch. It was in off the plate. He just got around on it and took it out. But the rest of his at bats, I've seen every one of them, and uh, every one of them during this homestand, and they've not been good at bats. Uh, it just really getting the expanding his zone. He struck out on a, a pitch a fastball from Snell that was up over the letters, and, and he went after it. And it was not nowhere. Cl- it was never a strike out of the hand, but he went out and chased it anyhow. And uh, so, I'll start. You know, home run derby curse. I don't know. Uh, but no, I mean, he doesn't look. He does, his at bats on the plate. Don't. All year. This is really, but like Dickerson. I mean, like I said, Dickerson's just really regressing. So if you if your success was built around these two guys, um, that's problematic. Uh, Mitch Hanniger sure. just got hit in the face with a fastball from Jake Degrom. Uh, oh like right God. now, as we're reading, as as we're talking about this. Um, so he just got plunked in the face, uh, which and he's is, unfortunately uh, been horrible too. And Robbie um, Ray, you know, he was one of the ones that uh, that <sighs> happened to Robbie Ray. He got hit in the head yesterday off a line drive. Um, I think he's okay. So, like I think everything's checked out well, but hopefully he's all right. That was scary. And then uh, you know, last night we had the, we had a couple of trades. I don't know if you've been saving them for the uh, uh, saving them to talking with Eno, but we had the Howie Kendrick. Going to the Nationals, J- Jeremy Hellickson trading to the Orioles. Um, I, there's the not a league hell? format I can recommend him being in. I have no. no idea what that was about. I mean, I tweeted last night that Jeremy Hellickson pitching for Baltimore is as good of a fit as Chris Christie in softball pants. Um, and if you've ever looked at the lope, you've ever seen the picture of him playing softball in, in Yankee Stadium, you'll know what I'm talking Listen, about. Um, Chris Christie but, is fat as hell. I'm that sorry. makes no. That makes absolutely no sense. Why Baltimore is doing that? Yeah, he took a fastball right. Oh man, right off the cheekbone. Oh my god! And he I mean, was turning. I, he saw it, and he was turning. So it's not like it, not like a Stanton job. But so he was turning. It was more like a. It looks more like a glancing blow. Okay. Um, but he may have a. He may have a a seam, to, a scar how, for a while on his how face. How close but, are we to just everyone using the the helmet extender? Because I feel like the guys that have gotten hit, um, just keep using it. Because why not? You know, there, there, there's no real reason not to just keep using it since you've got it. Um, are, are we going to see it kind of mandated at some point? Do you think? With velocity going up, up and up, I think we, uh, I think we may be getting there. Might I think be we may be move. getting there. Um, be wise move. I'm trying to think. There's somebody else I saw recently that was wearing it that I don't think needed to. Uh, I remember looking at the observation and go, "Wait, did he get popped in the face by something?" Um, but we may Bi- we may Baez be getting close to there. His. Stanton still wears his. Broxton was just hit this year, so of course he's still wearing his. So I don't know. Um, it's it's brutal. It's brutal. oh, they're also um, Sonny Gray is not starting tomorrow. Um, so I guess they're just gonna sense. let him. Yeah, I mean, if you figure if you think you may trade him, then go ahead and leave him. Uh, you know, leave him on the sidelines so they have that going on. Anderson um, Espinosa down down to Tommy John. Um, yeah. Now I'm not relishing in the the uh, you know disaster of a of a young pitcher, 
but I just didn't understand why everyone freaked out so much when they made that trade last year. I thought that was a really fair trade. I'm talking about Boston fans who lost their minds. Um, this guy is such a so far away from being realized. And meanwhile, Drew Pomeranz has been a really strong mid-rotation piece for them this year. And you just don't hear them crying as much. And now you see this is just what happens. First off, Espinosa wasn't pitching that well. And now he goes down with Tommy John. I hope he's all right. Comes back and gets back on track. The fact that he's 18, I mean, this sets him off schedule a little bit. But he's still so young that it's. It, I, I still think it's going to work out well. But uh, I just thought that was a really fair trade when it happened last year. And I think uh, Pomeranz paying dividends for the Red Sox. Right. I completely missed the point that uh, that Kim was the returning piece to the yeah. uh, Phillies in that. That's, I mean, I don't know. That trade That trade was weird. Jason, that was one just, last That's thing. just strange. Go ahead. Uh, we're not doing that well in, in labor mix. We're 10th. But, man, did we freaking get one over on Mike Podhorzer. And not even, like, got one over in terms of, like, actively ripped him off or anything but Aaron Nola since we traded for him uh Ken Giles for Aaron Nola not that Giles has been bad but Aaron Nola has been absolutely out of his mind he messaged me the other night he's like have you guys gotten a zero ERA out of Nola <laughs> I was like damn close dude it's been like a 160 for a good amount of time wow uh, since we've had him so that hey you know again we're not having a great year but we did make a really good. Why we not having a great year? Trey Turner and who else? There's just injuries Trey Turner, again. David Price, um, Donaldson. Do we have Donaldson now? Because I know that's what's derailed my my NFBC. Turner and Donaldson year. are my Desmond two guys. Desmond sucks. Corey Dickerson's oh, yeah. come back to life. Uh, Mitch Hanniger's come back to life. All the guys we talked about struggling. Hanley hasn't been there really for us. Logan Forsythe has been a total dud. But hey, folks, thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope you're doing better than us. Hopefully you guys do better than us. Anyway, Jason, what's the, what, what are we on for next week? we good to go? We are good to go for next week. How's the arm, by the way? Healing? Uh, it's, it's doing. I'm so annoying. It's so annoying. Um, it's I can't just, even I, I, In the summer? I hate too. being – yeah. Uh, I just hate being useless. So there's things I want to do, the house projects, and I can't do a thing. I'm not even allowed to lift anything for another two weeks. I can't run for another lift, two – Six weeks, yeah. Doesn't look like you look at me lately. Um, and uh, so we're going. We're getting ready to head out to uh, the Charlotte Knights baseball game with the fitness place that my wife and I have been um, with for a while. So well, a I'll time. be the one walking around in the in a sling while everybody else is, is looking good. You're noticeable even without the sling. Let's be honest. That's true. So tall. Uh, enjoy that. That team's about to get really good over the next few years, and you got some pieces to look forward to. Uh, yeah, but there's no Moncada tonight. <laughs> yeah, which is unfortunate. Or, and I don't the, think I get. I don't think uh, Lopez pitched the other night. I may get Giolito tonight. So uh, we'll, we'll report see. back if you do. Otherwise, we'll, we'll talk to you next weekend. All right, buddy. See you. Peace.